Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. You know, guys, today's a very special, sad day for America. It's 9-11. I want to do a little tribute to everyone, and I want to start it with a good friend of mine who passed away. We all know and love the late, great Kenny Jeremiah. Um, Here's a little tribute from him. Hi, this is Kenny Jeremiah. At one time or another, each of us has had a need to have a hero at our side. A hero who will kiss away the tears, stop the pain, and stand by us forever. My latest recording, Hero, is dedicated to all who are going through tough times in their lives. May you find your hero. Better still, may your hero find you. This country is a great country. We're able to laugh. We're free. And we owe the veterans everything. I happen to be a veteran. I'd like to do a song in honor of the veterans. I'm going to try this live, and I'm going to send it out to everyone who served before, after, who's serving now. So, for you guys, happy Veterans Day. And for all of us, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for the the dedication and the service you've given this country. American heart and it's 
bless you, veterans. Rest in peace, Kenny Jeremiah, my my friend. I love you and thank you also for your service. A final tribute to everyone out there who served for us, for everyone out there who lost their lives that day, and for everyone out there who helped that day, including Frankie Pizarro, a fellow DJ on RTR, a fireman, a retired fireman who still hasn't stopped. He's doing tributes and um, fundraisers for families of the firemen that were lost. So I love you, Frankie, and thank you for that. Uh, I want to say thank you to a personal friend of mine that I grew up with in New York, um, Rotondo, Frankie Rotondo, uh, Nikki Rotondo. Thank you so much for everything you did that day as well. Um, You know, having said that, I would love now to introduce my incredible guests, and let's bring some smiles to everybody now. Rafe, say hello to everyone out there. Hey, my name is Ray. How's everybody doing? So, you know, you're you're an awesome musician, and you haven't even been doing this that long as far as recording, correct? Correct, yeah. I'm about four or five months into it only. Okay, but you've been singing most of your life? Yeah, I've been singing pretty much as long as I can remember. I've been playing guitar since I was about 14, so I'm just about 23 now, so... You know, close to nine years. Okay. And you come from a musical family? Yeah, I got a lot of a lot of cousins, and we all live kind of close to each other, so we would always do little shows and concerts, and we all sing, we all play the guitar, so it's a cool little uh, musical family. So very cool. Um, I'm going to give everyone a little taste of one of your songs, and then we'll talk about it, and then we'll talk a little bit more about what what you do, okay? Very cool. So here we go. Let's play Lost and Found. Lost and found again Looking for a reason Leaving where I can my heart stops beating Part ways in a day you come right back to me. 
That's beautiful. So you wrote this song as well, correct? I did, yes. I was uh, I was very green when it came to songwriting, and I was trying to meet up on Zoom with a gentleman who did co-writing. So it was, I think it was going to be my first co-writing experience, and he was late to the Zoom call. <laughs> and so I was sitting there in my living room with my guitar and everything ready to go, and he said, hey, it's going to be about another hour. Sorry, I got tied up. And so in that hour, I wrote that song. Was for. <laughs> so that's pretty cool because it's it's really good it's not like you just wrote that song in an hour to me you know what i mean yeah it was interesting sometimes sometimes it take a while to put together and sometimes it kind of just comes to you so what did that song mean i guess it's not uh i'd like it to be a you know concrete specific story but it's really not it's more of a you know a lot of different events and a lot of different experiences I've had kind of put together into one song so it's really just it's really about um, I guess conflicting emotions and conflicting ideas toward a on again off again relationship you know like part of you wants it to to go on and part of you just kind of gets sick of it so you're 23 years old just about 22 right now yeah. okay when will you be 23 Halloween Oh, wow. Okay. It's yeah. always a good time. <laughs> so do you always have like a big Halloween birthday party? Well, I used to get uh, more candy than the other kids. That was Kind of got overlooked sometimes, but I always had a, a fun little kind of joint Halloween and, and birthday party at my uh, aunt and uncle's house. So. That's great. So you've been assigned to a Blaze Entertainment? Correct. Tell us a little bit about that. So, I... It's been, uh... I'm at a point now that I thought probably would take me two or three years to get to, and it's been about four months. So it's, um... A lot has happened really fast, but then again, of course, there's things that take a lot of time, and there's things that you just can't, uh... speed up, and you have to kind of pay your dues and put in the, put in the work and put in the effort. So about four or five months ago, I met Paula. Yeah. At a blaze in her tank. Shout out to Paula. Yeah, and she, yeah, she helped me to Paula. She, uh, she really helped me a lot in the beginning. She uh, was working with a, a girl here in town where I live named Sydney Hansen. She's a really talented musician. I've interviewed like, Sydney. Amazing. Yeah, very talented. She, her and I were doing a couple duets and getting together and playing a little bit. So she was working with Paula. She was signed to a blaze. And so I kind of met Paula through that. And then I think Paula saw some potential and she was like, hey, I mean, she's like, I know you want to do uh, all these cover shows in Duluth, but let's get you down in Nashville and let's get you in the, you know, and take take you really to the next level. And so, ever since we started doing that, like I said, a lot has happened quick, and there's still a lot we got we got a lot of work to do. So. Well, Paula has has brought me so many incredible singers. The talent is off the chart. I mean, when she recommends someone to me, I know they're they're amazing. Oh yeah, I think she's got a good uh, she's got a good ear for. Cool talents, and I've met a lot of her other clients too, and they're just incredible. Right. So, what do you do for fun? I mean, you do a lot of outdoor adventure things. Yeah, I'm actually going uh, frolfing today. What is that? What is it's that? Dis- it's like disc golf, like frisbee golf. Okay. Yeah, so I kind of just got into that a couple days ago and decided to go get some discs. So that should be a good time. But yeah, in the summer, I like to water ski, hang out at the cabin. Um, all that summer stuff. We, we got about three months of nice weather up here in Duluth, and then it gets 
and it's winter the rest of the year. <laughs> so tell everyone where you're from. Yeah, I'm from Duluth, Minnesota, so it's right at the tip of Lake Superior. Um, you know, and we have about, uh, like I said, three months of nice weather, so it's always tough traveling, and, and Paula, you know, wanted me to travel out in the summer, and everybody, especially when you're doing music, you know, an opportunity pops up in Nashville or Vegas or Florida or something happens, and it's like, oh, cool, I got this, you know, event or the show I can play, but then it takes, you know, however many days out of the two or three nights, nice months of summer you have. <laughs> So it is, it's tough for Duluthians to travel in the summer because you kind of feel like you're wasting time. So what was your favorite music growing up? Not that you're oh, all man. grown yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sure jumped around a lot. I think, um, you know, up until about age 12 or 13, I really didn't venture a whole lot outside of country. I listened to... You know, I grew up with, like, Kenny Chesney, uh, Jason Aldean, kind of like the 2000s, late, late 90s, early, like, 2000 to 2010, that era of country music, Brad Paisley, all that stuff is what I grew up on, so. Um, but yeah, when I was about 13 or 14, started making that transition into harder stuff, and I got really into rock, and then I got really into heavy metal, and since then, I've gotten really into bluegrass, um, yeah, I, I take inspiration from a lot of different artists, and I think um, it's really helped refine my sound into something that's different. At least I hope so. What do you consider your sound? It's definitely a groove, you know, and I, I, I have trouble calling it country, but it is country. There's probably more of a country element to it than anything else, but I think the common denominator is that there's, a, there's an element of groove to it and kind of just uh, soul. Okay. I think two things that are somewhat lacking in modern music, at least the stuff that's on the radio. So I was hoping to maybe bring a little bit of that to the public attention. Okay, so I have a question. So heavy metal, I can't imagine you being into that. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, it's one of those genres that I was really curious because you always hear people say, oh, like, you know, what kind of music do you like? Oh, I listen to everything except country, or I listen to everything except heavy metal, or I listen to everything except this. It's like, well, why? You know, like, I, I feel like there's good music in every genre. So I was, I was, I was curious to kind of test uh, my ability to listen to it. And I think the band, I think the band Slipknot really got me into a uh, harder music because I liked the, I liked the breakdowns and I liked the groove and the, and the drumming and the, and the guitar work and stuff in hard rock. And then from there, it was just a matter of getting uh, getting accustomed to the screaming and stuff and heavy metal, and that was kind of a, a one-way ticket to Slayer and Pantera and all that good stuff. Did you ever hear of a group called Little Feet, Southern Rock? I'm not sure I did. When were they... Okay, uh, so, they well, mainly the 70s. I mean, um, I, they were one of my favorites, and I'm, I'm saying that for a reason. So we have DJ... Kojak, Kenny Kojak in chat, and I want to give a little... Hi, this is Ken Kojak from the 60s Jukebox Review. You're listening to the Jerry Petito Show, my fellow co-host on Remember Then Radio. So, Kenny Kojak hooked me up with his son, who is a manager for Little Feet, and I'm trying to get this interview. 
you got to check them out, okay, Rafe? Because I will, for sure. it's okay. Southern Rock, and they were incredible. And when their big song, you're going to crack up at this title, was Dixie Chicken. Okay? I want to be your Tennessee lamb, okay? So check them out. Um, I've been to so many of their concerts back when I was younger, and they're incredible. Maybe you want to add a little Southern Rock to your genre. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think... Um... I think Southern rock is at the surface level. I think what I, if I don't have time to elaborate and kind of describe my sound to people, you know, a lot of times I would say Southern rock. I mean, it's really, you know, country with a rock edge to it. Well, then you have to check them out. (laughs) Okay. And it's feet, F E A T, not F E E T little feet. Cool. Yeah. I'll give them a listen. Okay. So now, why don't you give us a little treat here? Why don't you sing something live? Try to have the speakers, I know it's hard, as close to you as possible. Sure. Okay, here we go. We'll do a little uh, Chris Stapleton tune. All right. It's off uh, his first album, Traveler. Okay.
you have a beautiful voice and you're right to the average person we hear mostly country but there's also there's a twist to your voice yeah I think uh, I've seen a lot of um, a lot of kind of up and coming country artists and I'm, I think I definitely have something different I don't know if that's a good or bad thing it's a great thing <laughs> it's a great thing you know, um, I want to give a couple shout-outs to people listening and people in the chat room. Kenny Kojak, our DJ, he's loving your music. And his show is on Tuesday nights on RTR at 8 p.m. You don't want to miss it. He's he's going to be uh, interviewing Tommy Patillo from the Dupree's this Tuesday night. So don't miss it. It's a great show. I want to give a shout-out to Babalu, my sound guy, who's always front row center. Thank you for being there. Mikey the Baron of Bayside. I've gotten messages, you are being shared all over Ireland, Australia, the UK, and Hong Kong. So, you are being heard everywhere, Rafe. It's amazing. Okay, they're all my friends. Yep, Anthony from the UK shared you already. Ellie from Ireland. We've got Limpy and AJ from Australia. And we've got Shirley from Hong Kong. And they've all messaged me. It is... uh, 12.30 at night, and I don't let Shirley come in my chat room because she has to sleep, so she listens. <laughs> so, Did you say Ireland, too? Yes, Ireland. Ellie from Ireland. She already shared it. Very cool. Amazing, right? Yeah, I think I'm going to Ireland next summer, so that should be my Oh, first I, I've been there. I loved it. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Yes, I love the guys in their skirts. You know, their kilts, I should say. I shouldn't call them skirts, right? <laughs> so, and I want to give a shout out to the owners of RTR, Stevie and Angel, because without the, them, we would not have this great platform. So thank you to you guys for, for this incredible platform, especially today, because I think today a lot of people are so sad that they need this music. So thank you. So now, Rafe, um, you, you've talked about the kind of music that has influenced you. Give me some artists over the years, from your childhood till now, that you that that have been you know your influence, and if you've met any of them, and who you would like to meet. Well, a lot of the sad but true, but a lot of the artists that have you know put, had a big impact on my sound and me as a musician are long gone. Wow. Um, which is which is tough, you know. It's, it's tough coming to terms with the fact that you'll never meet some of your idols, but. Um, you know, I would say just throw a couple names of the people who have played the big part in influencing my sound. Dan Fogelberg. Yeah. Uh, it's probably number one. You know, he passed in 2007, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, I think everybody references Chris Stapleton, and I, I have to jump on that bandwagon as well just because he, he's, he does something so different, and I think he, uh, he's probably one of the only guys that could get away with, uh, bringing that element of traditional country to the mainstream, to the radio, and he, he can kind of do whatever he wants. <laughs> he is, so. But, yeah, there's not many that can pull that off. You know, you kind of have to... A lot of people, unfortunately, I think at some point their careers have to sell out, and I don't I don't see him ever really doing that. Because he got such a... You know, that's something that inspired me about him. He's his own person, you know. So when you say sell out, what, what exactly do you mean? Well, if you've ever seen, uh, I think it's Beavis and Butthead. Okay. They say, uh, <laughs> it's a part in that show where he says, what does it mean to sell out? And he says, I think it means to be successful. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think, um, I think 
think there's kind of a, a give and take in there. I think it's like, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to sell out to uh, get people to hear your music. I think you can still maintain your integrity and still maintain your sound, um, but make hits and write hits and still make music that people want to listen to. And that's a, it's a hard balance to find. I'm still trying to figure that out. That was beautifully said, by the way, so thank you for that. Thank you. No, really. Um, wow, you just brought a little bit of perspective to some of the thoughts I used to have about it. Um, so now, who would you like to meet that you still may be able to? I would love to meet. Um, so I would love to meet the band Tool. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you ever heard of them, they're kind of a '90s uh, heavy metal band. Yep. They, uh, I think they go beyond heavy metal, and it, it, as far as music goes, and it, People that know me will call me a, a music elitist, and I'm not sure if that's a good thing. I'm kind of a snob and <laughs> probably annoying to most of my friends. But uh, Tool is a band that they, they've done more with music and pushed it to its absolute limits more than any other uh, group or artist that I've really ever listened to in the sense that they kind of take it beyond being any genre, and it kind of puts you in a space and, and makes you listen and feel music uh, differently than you really ever have. And it's hard to kind of explain it and describe it without listening to them. But definitely a Tool would be a band I'd love to meet one day. I've seen them live a couple times. Um, they're really incredible. They put on a great show. Okay, so I want to play your next song, but then I want to piggyback off of what you said about you being elitist, about a snob in music, okay? Because I want to piggyback on that. Let's play your next song. Um, why is it not letting me grab it? Okay, there we go. All right. I walked a lot of life out on my own Just kind of getting by and taking it slow I had it figured out as far as I knew But I was not expecting you You surely changed my point of view you do something to me that I can't explain Make me sing color when I used to see green I was swinging single but something new is brewing in my brain You do something that I just can't explain
to me that I can't explain Make me see in color when I used to see gray I was swinging single but something new was brewing in my brain Just can't explain Just can't explain influenced it. He's the lead singer of Little Texas. Okay. Um, he's been a lot nowadays too with all sorts of different genres. He did a, a Christmas album. I think that was a few years ago and he does big band stuff. He's an incredible musician. So what influenced these words? Uh, definitely my girlfriend. She was actually painting outside in his backyard when we wrote the song. That's pretty <laughs> funny. Okay, so am I. I went to art school in New York, School of Visual Arts. That's cool. great. I love it. So what does she paint? She does everything. I think she uh, really enjoys painting with watercolor and acrylic paints, but she just did a painting of uh, kind of like a landscape of some barns and horses and stuff. So. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, that was my thing as well on charcoal. I didn't love oils, but yeah, beautiful. Charcoal's cool. So, um, all right, so let's talk about you being a musical snob. <laughs> it's more probably more of a curse than, a, than it is a blessing and I think car rides with me can probably get pretty annoying okay. if I'm on the ox. But how come I don't when I don't see it that way and I'm going to tell you why because when we first started talking you said you were open to listening to everyone all kinds of genres that's not a snob to me Right Well I think um, I think a lot of people are like that a lot of people just refuse to come out of their shell. A lot of people, you know, if you uh, if somebody's playing their music, they kind of play the music that they think other people will like. So they play the safest possible music, even though they might be a big uh, fan. You know, like a close friend of mine is a big friend of Taylor. Grew a big fan of Taylor Swift, but he's probably not going to play that when somebody gets in his car. So it's like, you know, you play what other people think. Or you play what other people what you think other people will enjoy. So, so I think there's a lot of people who have kind of secret bands or artists that they really enjoy, but they never uh, let anyone know. So is that your age group you're talking about? Because I've never heard any of my people ever say that. I think it is, and I think that just comes with the fact that nowadays all music is just right at your fingertips on your phone or your computer. And with that comes the ability to find all these new bands and new artists that you would never have heard of otherwise and really expose yourself to different types of music and I just, I can't stand <laughs> listening to the normal, boring, same old music when there's so much available out there um, and I think a lot of other people are kind of in that same boat, it's just a matter of you know whether they're willing to 
display the fact and, and showcase the fact that they do like these other types of music. You know? But why are they... I'm just really curious about this. Why would they be shy to express that or let other people know? I don't understand that part. I'm not sure. I think, you know, it's kind of like fashion where it's like if you show up wearing really weird clothes, everybody's going to stare at you. All right. And I think everybody wants to fit in and be likable and so they play the music that they think everybody else Okay. I mean, I think that just comes with maturity then because I used to dress really weird and funny and, and I did it on purpose. <laughs> so I never had that so-called box. I drove my family crazy. Um, you know, my, my grants, a long time to end up there. Yeah, no, my grandson, I, I used to own beauty salons back in the day. My grandson is now 20 and he's in college the day before, I think it was fourth grade. My daughter was at work and I said, come on, let's get a haircut. So I took him to my friend. She gave him a mohawk. My daughter walked in and just cracked up cause she knows me. And it was great. He got on the bus and, and, I, and everybody was yelling, cool kid, you know. Like, I was never that person. So when you said that, that kind of threw me off. I didn't even know that that existed when it came to people's interest in music. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's a new thing. I think it used to be, you know, like, hey, check out this new artist that's on. But now it's kind of just like everybody's going with the flow. You know? Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. All right. So having said that, would you like to play another song for us? Absolutely. Yeah. Is Let's there anything that you? Uh... Well, listen. I didn't. I didn't prepare you. I'm an Elvis fan. <laughs> <laughs> I love Elvis. I'm not sure. Oh. If I could really do any of his stuff justice on an acoustic guitar, but I, I didn't know I'll you. I didn't know you loved Elvis. Oh. Now I love you more. <laughs> this is a. This is a song by. Kind of a well, not really up and coming anymore. I mean, he's probably at the forefront of the kind of. Red Dirt, Texas scene, or actually probably like the Appalachian country scene. Okay. Uh, gentleman by the name of Tyler Childers. The song's called Lady Mays. <laughs>
I love your voice. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So we we have a few extra minutes that I need to talk to you about Elvis then. <laughs> oh, sure. Listen, I didn't even think. All right, so tell me how, how you love Elvis. <laughs> well, actually, I was, uh, I mean, Elvis is a name that's going to be around forever, right? Yes. Nobody, a lot of music nowadays comes and goes, but Elvis is forever. Right. <laughs> um, but a buddy of mine, actually, he's like, man, he's like, you like to sing, you play guitar, you're into music, you really got to listen to Elvis. And it was, I never really uh, thought anything of it. It's like, yeah, Elvis, everybody talks about Elvis, but I never dove deep into it. Um, but when he told me that, you know, I really started getting into his music. I think the one that did it for me was I listened to um, an American trilogy. Oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, there's no one like him. I'm looking at Elvis uh, vinyl on my shelf right now as I'm speaking to him. <laughs> he, he's, he, there's nobody like Elvis. There never will be. You know, if I knew that, I would have added Elvis to our ad. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, I got to interview. Well, I'm, not, I'm not claiming to be an Elvis super fan, or I don't really know everything about Elvis. I just try to. No, but you. But you said right. You said he's the greatest, and that's all I needed to hear. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I I got to interview his nurse, Marion. She's 95. We're we're friends now and uh i was supposed to meet priscilla through this COVID. i'm hoping it still happens and i got to interview elvis aaron presley jr recently and i have documents stating that he was legally granted the name so he is who he claims to be um you know you're right elvis is so cool was so cool the coolest of cool i mean even now he's cool you know like it's crazy you're right um there will never be anyone else like him. And that's legends amazing. Never die. No, no. I mean there's a lot of legends, but Elvis started it, you know, the cool of cool. <laughs> so um so what would you like to tell everyone out there listening how how they can like reach out to you, get your music, what's happening with you, what's up and coming? Well I have so most of my shows and most of kind of the home base is gonna be my website, which is rafecarlson.com. dot com. But if you want to really keep, you know, up to date, hourly, daily, um, and get all my content, it's pretty much all going to be on Instagram, and that's just at Rafe Carlson, and it's R A F E Carlson, C A R L S O N. Um, but yeah, Instagram is usually where I do most of my stuff, and then I try to post, um, you know, where I'm playing next and things such as that on my website. Okay. Um, I'm not super active on Facebook, but that's that's going to be Rafe Carlson official. I'm gonna try to. I'm trying to learn about Facebook, but it's such a frustrating platform, and I get sick of it. Oh, okay. Um, so now, how many songs have you written personally? Well, there's a lot of bits and pieces floating around out there, and I feel like that's kind of the life of a songwriter. Is you know, having a lot of bits and pieces in your notepad or your notes on your phone, and the things kind of come together. Okay. Um, but as far as finished pieces. Not a whole lot. I'm very, I'm very new to the songwriting. I'm not a songwriter by nature. I'm a songwriter out of necessity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Over but, these past four or five months. Yeah, but you did um, a great job. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, it's a skill that you have to keep doing to be good at. You quit doing it for a while and you get get rusty. So I try to write every day. I think right now, as far as finished, done songs that I have either recorded um, or ready to be recorded, I'm probably sitting at. I mean, somewhere between 10 and 20. Okay, beautiful. Um, but then if 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of unfinished pieces. Okay. And you'll get them. You'll get them together. <laughs> sure, sure hope so. You will. Um, you know, I want to thank everyone out there for listening. I want to thank RTR for this great platform. Rafe, I want to thank you. This was a beautiful interview. Um, I think you're an incredible up-and-coming superstar. Your sound is different, beautiful, and knowing that you loved Elvis, I love you more. I just have to say that. I just have to say that. I never expected that. Um, you're not a musical snob at all now. You just know real music, baby. <laughs> yeah, Elvis is uh, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Um, I want to share something with you uh, before we close that someone opened my eyes to. So around five or six years ago, someone, around five years ago, someone reached out to me, a young African-American male from Trenton, New Jersey, uh, the next town over here from me. And he said, Miss Jerry, can you please interview me? I'm an up and coming hip hop artist. Okay, his name was Randy Shank, and I said, young man, can you keep it clean? And he said, absolutely, because none of his music at the time was clean, So, because I checked him out. So he came live in studio for me at the time with a couple of other hip-hop artists, and they all kept it clean. And I asked him live on, on, on the scene, I said, why do you guys sing these songs? Why is there profanity, vulgar? I mean, all this craziness, you know, degrading of women and people. Like, why do you do this? And this is what he said. He said, Miss Jerry, everyone has a story to tell. And unfortunately for some of us, this is the only story we know. Wow. And that young man now is down south. He has a family. He's incredible. He's also a producer, photographer. He goes by six, the letter, the number six director. He owns a piece of my heart. And I don't listen to it, of course, but at least now I understand it. And, you know, yeah. it's heartbreaking and sad, but he's right. Some people only know that story. Right. And that's, you, there's a lot of music like that. You listen to it and you're like, how can people listen to this? But until you dive into someone else's mind and someone else's story you really will never understand, you know? There you go. So, Rafe, before I close, I want to close again with Kenny Jeremiah. Again, God rest his soul. God bless the USA today being 9-11. But before I... Patriot. Yes, yes. Uh, before we close, is there anything you'd like to say to all our vets out there and to everyone? There's always uh, going to be a safety net somewhere, and we're all so appreciative and thankful for your service. Country is a great country. We're able to laugh. We're free. And we owe the veterans everything. I happen to be a veteran. I'd like to do a song in honor of the veterans. I'm going to try this live and I'm going to send it out to everyone who served before, after, who's serving now. So, for you guys, happy Veterans Day. And for all of us, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for the, the dedication and the service you've given this country. Just my children and my wife I 
thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away.